motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited to be here with our guest today, Anna Lozano. Anna is raising two mindful girls in Kelowna. She is the co-founder of Love Powered Co. and a coach to ambitious product creators. Anna is passionate about all things health and wellness and supporting women to reach their audacious goals. Thank you so much for joining me, Anna. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, to start off, I would love to learn more about your story. So what has been your journey in motherhood and work that has brought you to where you are and what you're doing today? Yeah. So, I mean, I was raised in a Polish immigrant family, so we really followed the, you know, the safe path of go to a great school, get good grades, and then eventually end up in corporate. So that's what I did. I was a good daughter and I followed those steps. And then two years into my corporate sales and marketing career, I realized very quickly that it was not in alignment with my soul's purpose and really what brought me joy. And so I launched a network marketing company as a part-time hustle in April of 2010. And very quickly, that part-time hustle grew into a large business. And within four and a half years, I was at the top of the company as a diamond director. And, you know, just my world transformed. I was a successful entrepreneur and we were traveling the world, doing speaking engagements and, oh my gosh, mentoring and coaching. I mean, it was incredible. And so I said goodbye to corporate quite quickly after jumping into it. And um, in 2016, I had my first daughter and that really opened up, you know, the idea of how do I want to consciously raise the girls? And um, I remember sitting in my basement with my dear friend, Lindy, and we had both been in the personal growth space for years. And we both looked at our clean slate children and said, wow, like, what if they were raised on these mindfulness tools, like affirmations and gratitude, and just doing it consciously and intentionally, what would their future look like as adults? And really that conversation sparked our business idea of Love Powered Co., which within nine months from that initial conversation, we launched um, with Kickstarter on August 2017. So obviously that's been a company we've been building over the last four years, which has also given me the opportunity to coach other female founders who are product creators. So that's been an interesting, I don't want to say transition. It's been an interesting next step for my own personal brand. And um, that's kind of led us to here and now. And last year, my family just took off from Ontario. We sold everything we owned and uh, decided to head west, explore British Columbia and see where we want to raise the girls. So I never say anything's forever because we, you know, we're just very... (laughs) transient, I guess, you know, we love for adventurers and explorers. So right now we're in Kelowna, it feels good. Um, and we shall see what the future holds. But that's kind of from then until now. <laughs> well, that's quite the journey. And 
so many interesting sort of stepping stones along the way. And it sounds like the adventure continues with some interesting new pieces that you've added to the work that you're doing. Now, motherhood is an adventure, I would say, along with juggling all that with with work and all the, the things that you're doing. And I'm curious, what are some of the strategies or resources that have helped you with your motherhood and work juggle along the way? Hmm, I think that's a great question. Definitely. I'm, I'm not quite sure about resources. I mean, I'm, I'm always looking for, you know, just deep conversations and advice and, you know, what's working for others that maybe I could implement into the household. But definitely one of the big things with motherhood is asking for help. I think that, you know, before we have kids, it's just something you do. I feel like in our society, you know, you reach the age of 30 and you're like, oh, wow, I should have kids. Right. And so I don't think anyone really goes deep into the conversations of like, what is motherhood? What is parenthood? Like it is an extreme responsibility. I mean, we don't necessarily talk about the massive responsibility that raising kids is, especially if you want to do it consciously and mindfully. And it is a huge responsibility that we take on. So we, you know, we think about growing businesses and we have strategies in place and and coaches and mentors and ETC and TC, but we get into motherhood and it's like, whoa, okay, this doesn't come with a manual. So for me, having my first daughter was a huge transition. Like I had, you know, reached... I had grown a multiple six figure business by the by my late 20s. And we were totally, totally free. We were traveling. And all of a sudden, when you have this little beautiful soul, and you want to do it right, it rocks your world. I mean, at least it rocked my world. And so asking for help and having that support system and having those real raw authentic conversations of it is truly hard, especially when you're not used to it. Or, you know, we had never been around kids, we did not like we had no kids in our family. It was just, again, something that you do when you reach a certain age. And um, yeah, so when I became a mom, it really was the decision to do it consciously. And every single day I'm looking in the mirror, right? Every single day I'm being challenged every single day. It's something else. And so it's a personal growth journey in itself. And so we need to give ourselves grace and we need to surround ourselves with, you know, friends who can have the real and raw conversations, not the Instagram conversations of, you know, what we're showing online, those happy, perfect moments, because that's not reality. At the end of the day, I know that everyone who is a parent has their good days and their really rough days. And so the more we bring it up and talk about it, the easier it becomes because it's not just like a stigma of how perfect it should be because it's not, it's messy, just like business. (laughs) It definitely is messy. And I, I so agree with what you're saying. And I know it was such a game changer for me when I found those people that Mm -hmm. I could have those real and raw conversations with about motherhood, because it made me realize I'm not alone. Everybody Mm -hmm. else doesn't have it all figured out. That is a figment of my imagination. It's a story I'm telling myself. And well, and it's what you're seeing on Instagram, right? Because yeah. like we're all hanging out on Instagram. So you're seeing the reels, the highlights, but then you start to judge yourself and be like, wow, well, I don't do that. Like I'm not baking cakes every day. Like it's not what I do. <laughs> well, and maybe thankfully, I actually only started on Instagram in 2018. So I'm probably a little bit older than you. I'm 43 and our kids are 15, 13 and 10. So in a way I didn't have that, which is interesting because it's, I see even now, even though I've sort of, you know, been through a a big piece of that journey, you do look and it's hard not to compare Mm -hmm. and to look at those beautiful photos and those beautiful moments and think, 
I must be doing something oh, wrong. wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. So I know I, I sort of missed out on that in the early part of my journey. So maybe that was a blessing in disguise. In yeah. And way. I think about it like potentially, right. Cause that's where like the comparisonitis happens and it is online, especially if we're building online businesses, but at the, the blessing of it is you can create a, you know, a beautiful community. So it does connect us globally to other individuals, but it's like, are you building authentic relationships? Right. Cause that's where you can use it for good, which yeah. is truly magical. Cause how would you connect with those people otherwise? Right. Pre-social. Yeah. It's amazing. I, my dad has now coined a term. He talks about for me that I have all these F I N M's friends I've never met. Mm, like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. yeah. And they are, I've really gotten to know some people well, but we've never actually meet, met in person, which is so interesting. Which is such yeah. a positive, right? Of social it media. Is. There, there's tons of negatives. There's tons of cons. There's an addiction to it, but there's so many beautiful things as well. If you use it as a platform for good, if you use it as a platform to connect and collaborate. So yeah, pros and cons. Everywhere. Pros and cons <laughs> with everything. I definitely hear you. Now, you have had such an interesting journey so far with more to come. And I'm just curious, what are some of your favorite highlights and wins? And if you could pick maybe one or two things that you're most proud of. Oh, that's a, are we talking about business? Business, life, <laughs> whatever, whatever you would like to share. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the last I would say, yeah, last year, last 18 months, I would say family wise is, you know, having the courage to say, okay, this is no longer feeling good for us, like being locked in a house for six months, and it was time to make some changes. And so we just decided to sell everything and just be fully portable. And that's really where we feel the, the best is, is not having the attachments, the physical attachments. And so selling everything, packing up a two and a half year old and a four and a half year old, driving across the country. And then every month we were in a new town or a new city in British Columbia. So it was amazing. We um, made friends all over the place, connections, relationships. We got to explore and adventure and we were outside every day. And, you know, it was still a global pandemic, but we lived our life to the fullest. And so that was a huge, courageous, bold movement that was just, you know, divinely orchestrated. And I would say for business, I mean, our biggest, I, I would say again, over the last 18 months was our collaboration with Jillian Harris. So we fully created a product for scratch in collaboration with her. And um, that was a huge win, huge business win, huge success in terms of like testimonials and reviews and you know, thousands of people, 16,000 people getting to enjoy this journal that was consciously curated with her. So that was a huge business win. And what was it about Kelowna? So mm. why, how did you end up there? Such a good question. So, you know, initially we thought, and it's funny because Jillian Harris is in Kelowna as well. I was just, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, when we left Ontario, we both, my husband and I felt that there was going to be one place that was going to be a heck yes. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Like we fell in love with so many places in BC. We connected to so many places and, um, yeah, it's interesting to say, but it just came down to a real estate opportunity. And we were presented with this beautiful house that was a new construction. And we said, you know, the, the BC market is absolutely insane everywhere. And so we felt like this was a great opportunity. We fell in love with the neighborhood. We actually 
before purchasing did not go to Kelowna. We had actually spent time in Penticton. And so we just drove through Kelowna and just followed the intuitive nudge. And so now we are in the house, which is so cool because it happened literally a year after leaving Ontario. So we left October 3rd, arrived in BC October 10th, 2020. And we got into our house October 15th, 2021. Like, isn't that insane? Like full circle moment. So we just keep following the nudges and we're still obsessed. I mean, Squamish was a favorite place of ours. We loved the North Saanich area on Vancouver Island. So it's like every place, you know, had their pros and cons again. So it wasn't an easy decision, but just following this intuitive nudge on on the property and, and yeah, we're here and so far so good. That's amazing. You're in your new home, which is so great. And I'm one of those people that have the product that you created so which is showing the journal I know I have the everything journal which I love and use so thank you (laughs) oh my pleasure yeah the feedback's been amazing and of course if you're Canadian you know Jillian Harris is just such a powerhouse in Canada and so yeah true blessing well and congratulations on that amazing opportunity as well Now, I find it so interesting how often it is these little things that can have such a big impact. And I'm wondering how you've experienced that one little reminder, for example, such as your Love Powered Co. I Am affirmations can change everything. Mm. Yeah, it's huge because usually it is those small things that compound and really make big change in our lives. Um, That's such a good question. I think for me, one thing that I'm just so connected to is my intuition. And so when I get that little nudge or hear that little voice or just have an instinct, I act on it. So I feel like that's just been something that I've developed over time, that's been a huge blessing. Like, for example, just to kind of piggyback on the Jillian Harris story. So we were in Penticton in an Airbnb, and we were driving to the kangaroo farm in Kelowna. And as we were driving through West Kelowna, I just had this thought come in. And I said out loud, universe, if we're meant to collaborate with Jillian Harris, make it easy, make it quick, make it fun. And then I acted on it. So I sent an email. Right. So it was like I got the intuitive nudge knowing that she lived somewhere in West Kelowna. And then I took the action by sending the email and saying, hey, if there's an opportunity for for Love Powered Co. to collab with Jillian Harris, you know, we'd love to start exploring some options. And she got back to us. She got back to us within eight minutes. Right. So it's those little things like a lot of us. I mean, all of us have a third eye, all of us are intuitive beings. But, you know, with all the external noise, we don't necessarily tune into it or listen to it or pay attention to it. And so the more that we can listen, and the more that we can take that intentional inspired action, the more our life is going to flow. That's exactly what happened with the house. So I got a listing. It's funny, because my inbox was bombarded with those automated house listings from literally everywhere in BC. So I was getting listings from Penticton and Squamish and Whistler and the island and Kelowna. And one of those listings was the house that we purchased. And so the listing was for the community we're in. There was two houses next to each other. 
And I clicked on it. I was like, wow, this looks like a beautiful beachfront community. Like I need to be by water. Both my husband and I are, are water signs. We need to be by water. Actually, our kids do. And so I contacted the, the listing agent and I said, you know, tell me more about this community. Tell me more about this house. I was interested in the house next door. Within minutes, the house next door sold. So I was like, okay, this is the market. Like we're in an insane market. And so I said to my husband, I think we need to buy the other one. This was on a Friday. By Monday, we had put in an offer. So it was like, you know, that's how I move. And that's how I move in my coaching business. That's how I move for love power. That's how I move in motherhood. Like it's just that getting the downloads. I mean, being, being connected enough, but also quiet enough to hear it and then take that action. Yeah. And I think it's so admirable too, that you take that action, right? So sometimes Mm -hmm. we get that feeling or that nudge and we talk ourselves out of taking action. I mean, you sent the email and you missed the magic and you missed the magic, magic. which is incredible. So that is a beautiful story and great advice that we should remember (laughs) because as I'm approaching 40, I'm like, I'm not missing the magic. Like it, it, no, no, thank you. Maybe I missed the magic in my twenties, but I'm never missing it now. (laughs) Well, and there is something about your forties. I will tell you being three years in. I'm a seasoned 40 year old. So early (laughs) forties, early forties. I know I emphasize that a lot. My husband's just about 48. So I'm like, you are definitely late forties. I'm definitely early forties. Oh my God. But once you have kids, the time flies like from my first who's turning six, I don't know where that time went. Like I remember my late twenties so clearly. I remember my early thirties. So like, so clearly I don't remember my 30, like my mid to late thirties at all. It's just like this snap of the snap of a finger and you're like where did the time go and my mom used to always say that but it's true it is so true our oldest who's 15 is taller than me now and oh I my gosh. I know and learning how to drive and all these things and I just I feel like I'm not ready my friend and I turned to each other and said how are we old enough to have kids in high school I can't we're not can't. ready we're not ready as I'm saying, I can't imagine it's gonna just, it's go gonna, like this. it's gonna, yeah. yeah, it just, it really does. It's crazy. I'm not ready. I'm in it, but here I am. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they get big so quickly. Now I wanted to talk to you a little bit about why you feel affirmations are such an important practice, no matter your age, because love powered mm-hmm. co is products for kids, teens, and adults as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, affirmations are so important. Mindfulness is so important. And I mean, these, these words have become buzzwords over the years, but I remember when we first started Love Powered Co. and we were doing a pop-up at Pottery Barn in Ontario. I mean, no one knew what affirmations were. So we were, we had this table set up and we'd be like, hi, do you know what affirmations are? Would you like to pick a card? And they kind of looked at us like we were crazy. And so, you know, over the last four years, the not only has the niche really expanded and has grown and we've seen competitors come in, but it's because it is so powerful. So, I mean, our subconscious mind is always working, right? So when we're thinking our thoughts, when we're speaking our words, those are creating our reality. And so if we can consciously choose the words, if we can consciously choose the thoughts, then we are consciously creating our reality. And so they're just so important. So whether we can, you know, catch ourselves in a negative thought and turn that into a neutral and then positive thought that can have transformative effects on our, on our life, our entire life. And so 
I like to then rather than doing it, you know, just on autopilot, do it consciously. That's where having a physical tool, like an affirmation set allows you to now bring focused intention into the words that you're speaking out loud and into the thoughts that, you know, you're programming into your subconscious. And so, you know, I remember speaking to moms who are like, well, you guys are raising your kids on them, but now my kids are teens. And and I'm like, it doesn't matter. You start at any age. This is a powerful lifelong practice. Wherever you are, just get started and make it a habit so that you can consciously co-create your life rather than doing it by default or on autopilot. Yeah. Now having two teenagers, I can definitely see how the messages they tell themselves Mm -hmm. impact them in so many ways. If you know, those, the negative thoughts and the positive thoughts. Yeah, that's right. And so with my, like with my three and a half and five and a half year old, I catch them. Right. So I don't think they're necessarily in that negative thought yet, but there are negative words that come out. And so I'll say, you know, be mindful of your words, be mindful of your frequency. How can we say this in a different way? So I'm helping them catch it and then rephrase it. You know, the word hate has been coming up. I'm like, we don't use that word. Words have power. And that is a very strong word. How can we say that in a different way? Right. So helping them to, okay, catch themselves now so that it becomes much easier later on. So you got to get our love power teens for your kids. That's a first. I think so. I think (laughs) so. And they're on sale for 50% off. Oh, good. Run. (laughs) I'm running. I'm running right now. I, I do love that. And I do really see how those thoughts can have such a significant impact besides all the practice that you do, all the skill that you have. If the message you're telling yourself is I can't, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be successful. It's amazing what an impact that can have. Mm -hmm. And then shifting those thoughts and making them more positive can really have such a powerful impact um, on us at all ages. Now with your girls, do you, I'm sure it's a part of your regular conversation, but do you have Mm -hmm. sort of a routine or practice or a certain time of day that you get really intentional with using, say the affirmation cards or having those Mm -hmm. conversations? Yeah, I feel like throughout the day, I mean, it just comes up, right? So I'm very mindful. Like, so the way that I work is I work in the mornings. And then I'm when I'm on mommy duty, I'm on mommy duty, I used to like try to do everything. So be a mom and be a business owner. And then that just felt so awful in my body. Because I'm like, when I was with them, I wasn't fully present. When I was working, I wasn't fully present. So really got super, super scheduled. So throughout the day, when I'm with them, and I'm fully present, I'm paying attention to their words, right? I'm paying attention to what's going on. And so we I'm doing it mindfully, but we use our tools before bed. That's what works for us. That's when they're calm. And, you know, we can have that special one on one time. So we'll choose a card most days. I mean, there's days where we don't because, you know, we do something else. But most days we try to choose a card and whether it's the, the mini decks where we have a conversation or the affirmations where, you know, they repeat Sometimes they resist, but oftentimes they don't because they're just, they're used to it. They're raised on, on this tool. So it's become a habit for them as well, but that works for us. I mean, you can choose them in the morning. You can sneak um, the affirmation cards into their lunch bag. You can, you know, if I was, if my kids were teens, I would likely put them on their bathroom mirrors or in their pillow or as a bookmark or in their backpack. So kind of just 
you know, doing it for them. So when they're alone and in their minds, they can have that reminder and, you know, who knows, likely it will be in the most perfect time. Cause that's just what happens with these things. I love those strategies. Thank you so much for giving some insight into how you make that a part of your day, but also some ideas that uh, families can think about and consider for kids of all ages and even for ourselves personally as well. So I would would add one more. So one is like at the dinner table. So we see a lot of our customers have a deck on there because they're so beautiful on their um, dining room table. And so our gratitude deck is a perfect little tool to have if you do family dinners and everyone can choose a gratitude card. And so that becomes, Lindy likes to call it like new age grace where you do your gratitudes before dinner. I really like that one too. And it's making my wheels spin a little bit because I actually, one place where I find our kids talk to us the most is in the vehicle because they're not Mm. looking, we're not looking at each other. And so they tend to share a little bit more and be a little bit more vulnerable there. So that's another place that that's another place. Absolutely. I used to do them when I would drive my kids to Montessori and in Ontario, I would, we'd choose a card before school. So my husband would drive and I would do the cards with them. So it was just, yeah driving. I love it. Or road trips, right? When you're in a long time, long periods of time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Now you had mentioned and brought up the word mindfulness, and that's a word along with affirmation that we're hearing more and more often these days. And I'm curious what mindfulness means to you. And then also, if you don't mind touching on what it means to you to be a mindful leader. Mm. So mindfulness is just simply being here in the now, in the present moment, right? So it can get over complicated, but all it means is just being here consciously, intentionally in the present moment. And so that's exactly what I mean when I say the the mindful leader as well is doing everything with intention. So whether it's parenting intentionally or building a business intentionally, you know, the other thing is if it's not a whole body, yes, then it's a no. So that's making decisions that feel good, that are conscious, that are mindful, that are intentional. And again, that leads to a lot of flow and results that, you know, we think that, oh, that was meant to be, or, oh, that was a synchronicity. But when you're really operating from that intentionality, there's no synchronicities, it's just flow and things, you know, turn out beautifully. And then, for example, if you get a rejection or a no, or something doesn't go that way, to be mindful in that moment is to say, well, this or something better, right? So maybe that wasn't for me, but trusting that there is something else that's on its way. I love that description because it makes me think about those times when things aren't flowing and I'm Mm -hmm. obviously not being mindful because I'm, my head's in a million places and I'm trying to do too many things at once. And I'm not in that moment. I'm in, you know, an hour ago, or I'm thinking about the five things that I have to do later in the day. Exactly. And so when we're in that ego state, then we keep pushing and we keep forcing. And then, you know, we just add on layer on that frustration rather than just surrendering. Like, I feel like when I get into those moments, like, trust me, there's a lot of things that I want to make happen, but in that make happen energy, I know it's ego. And so I'm like, okay, well, am I going to keep pushing through this? I may get the result I want, or I may get something that I don't want. So I rather being mindful in that moment, just surrender, let go. I mean, go on a nature walk, jump on my Peloton, like whatever it is, is to shift that frequency, let it go. And then come from a different perspective, a fresh eye. And then things, once you're in the flow, it's just so much better and so much easier. 
and so much more successful oftentimes. Most of the time, I would say Most for sure, time, right? like 99% of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is so interesting, but I love that description. Thank you. Now, along with being the co-owner of Love Powered Co, and you mentioned this briefly as well, but you're also coaching ambitious female founders. So I was wondering what advice you would have for female founders launching their businesses and maybe also for those looking to scale their businesses. Yeah, great question. Well, hire a coach. That is definitely one thing. You know, what I'm finding as I'm jumping into this intentionally is that I've always had coaches. So I've always invested in coaches, even if I didn't have the money in the bank account, even if I just didn't think I was mentally fully ready in and it always came down to money like oh I don't have the money to invest in a coach but the only way to fast track your success is by hiring someone working with someone teaming up with someone who is where you want to go so if you want the fast track to success that is the strategy so I've always had coaches and not to say I was always ready financially to leap but the results on the other side were always fast track success was always, you know, things happen at hyperspeed because you're working with someone who's at a different frequency, who has expertise that you may not have in that time space reality and who's done what you want to do. And so that's always been my thing in terms of someone who is looking to launch is just, you have to take that first step. So we get into this analysis paralysis and nothing will be perfect. So a lot of female founders think that, well, I have to get this perfect before I launch and it's never going to be perfect. So entrepreneurship is a series of solving problems and we're always solving problems. And so launch and then figure it out. Right. So where I also find there's wobbly energy is if they're not 100% on their idea. So that's the first step is if you're like the world needs this product and you are obsessed with what you're bringing to the world, just do it and then figure it out. Hire the coach and figure it out. Okay. So that's for launching is, is no wobbly energy. If you're 100%, the world needs this, you got to put it out and then you figure it out. In terms of scaling, same thing, like who can support you? Do you, where do you need the support? Do you need to expand online? Do you need support in digital marketing? Do you need support in PR? Do you need support in getting your systems in order? Do you need to outsource and delegate? So like clarity, you know, what are the three things that you need to zone in, in order to scale? What I'm also finding with a lot of female founders is this reactive space of building businesses. So there's customer service that needs to happen. There's customers emailing them. There's, you know, delays in their material or from their manufacturers, or, you know, they're constantly just reacting to whatever's coming at them rather than sitting down and being intentional in their business, right? So they're plugging holes, they're answering here, they're here, they're there, but they're not fully focused and they're fully not focused on the things that they need to do in order to scale. And I see it all the time because we're responsible for everything. So if you don't have a team working for you as a female founder, you are doing everything, right? You are doing the PR, you are doing the customer service, you are creating the products, you are shipping. If you haven't outsourced that you are taking out the garbage, you're taking care of your kids, you're doing all the marketing, the digital marketing, the everything. 
And so then it becomes this stage where you're growing, you have sales, but you're plugging holes and you're reacting to your business as opposed to sitting down and being very intentional. And so for me, my priorities, I know what I need to do every single day in order to grow. After those things get done, then I will respond to the emails. I will respond to the requests. I will deal with everything that needs to get dealt with. But my first priority is my tasks that are going to move my business forward. Like there's no ands, ifs, or buts. You're not sneaking into my email before I get my stuff done that I know is going to move my business forward. That is great advice because it's so easy to get caught up in all those little things that don't. And that's the reactive energy. So are you being a reactor? Are you reacting in your business rather than intentionally growing it? And, and I get it. I know that we, especially in, you know, in the early stages, we don't have all the money to hire all the help, but maybe outsourcing that shipping and fulfillment is going to create all the space that you need in order to scale your business. Maybe bringing in someone who can help you create the product in house, bringing a maker in, not only are you giving an opportunity to someone, you know, let's say you're a jewelry, jewelry designer, you make these beautiful bracelets, right? If you're making all of them in-house, what if you bring in another maker? Now you've created a job opportunity for this individual and you've freed up your time. So that's the mindset that you need to operate out of, really a CEO mindset. Yeah. And it can be hard to let those things go. But if you're looking at it with that bigger picture in mind and really then getting intentional about what you need to be focusing on, it might be a little bit easier to do that. (laughs) Of course. And it's just, and and that's the thing, you can't do it all. We don't have a hundred hours per day, right? So what is the most important things that you need to be responsible for in order to move your business forward? The rest can be outsourced. You can find the right people. You can mentor them. You can coach them and think about the impact you can have on your community by offering jobs to others. Yeah, it can be a w- such a win-win all such around. <laughs> now, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit because a big part of my motherhood and work philosophy is all about big borrow steel. So I love getting great ideas from other moms. So a few questions for you. What would be one of your go-to meals on a super busy day? Ooh, smoothie, 100%. Easy, nutritious, yeah, <laughs> packed and ready to go. Yeah. Love it. That is such a good one. And what would be one of your favorite family games or activities that you enjoy? Oh, I love that. We all love movie night. I mean, we love game night, but movie night is just cuddling up on the couch and just being there together and decompressing from the mind. Do you have a favorite family movie, like one that you've watched a million times? Oh my gosh. Yes. So we found this movie. I don't know what platform it's on, but it's called Luca. It is so good and so funny. And I think we've watched at least four times. And I told the girls, we can't watch it until grandma and grandpa come for Christmas because we've overwatched it. And I know my dad will love the movie as well. So Luca. So okay. <laughs> okay. I still enjoy it. I'm assuming it's animated. It sounds yeah, like an, of course. Okay. yeah, I think our, our kids would probably love that. I've heard of it. I've heard yeah, of it. We've not so seen good. it. So, okay. So we'll have to check that one out. Do you have a book, podcast, or TV show that you've enjoyed recently? And you're welcome to share one of each if you'd like. Ooh, um, okay. So the book that's like my go-to is The Science of Getting Rich. It is like a classic that I feel like everyone needs to read and read multiple times a year. So book, I would say that I just started watching the the Sex and the City. What's it called? Yeah, 
it's on after crave, us or yeah it's, yeah oh. But you know what? It hit me hard because my husband and I, it's so funny because we love to decompress at night and just get out of our heads. And we watched the sex in the series, like the entire series, like not too long ago, maybe a year ago. And so now watching them so aged, I'm like, it like, it brought me to reality. I'm like, oh my God, like they look old. They look old. They look fabulous, but we, we're all aging. I know I get it. Some of them have way too much Botox, but anyways, yeah. Okay. I'll end there. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true. I think sometimes you don't realize, you know, time has passed by and I remember we just finished it too, like maybe six months ago. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) you move from one to the other, right? Yeah. It's so true. I had a student at the university that I taught in junior high that ended up in my university class. And I thought this is not even possible. (laughs) Oh my, right. And it's like time just like, yeah, Yeah, you were so, you were like in grade seven and so small. And anyways, yeah, time does fly by, but that is so funny. That is such a cause. Trust. If that's what hit me. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love your husband watches that with you. Oh yeah. Totally our thing. Uh, we watched it the first time in 2008 when I met him in Mexico city and it was so fun podcast. Oh, I love so many podcasts. I would say my favorite is Lori Harder's Lori Harder's earn your happy. So we were actually on one of the episodes. Don't know the number 400 and something. So please tune into that as well. But she's just so good. I mean, she is my biggest business mentor and I've had the opportunity to also be an investor in her newest company. So uh, definitely check out Earn Your Happy. Oh, I'll make sure to add that and your book suggestion uh, to the show notes. Those both sound fantastic. And last rapid fire question. If you could sit down and have a conversation with any mom, who would it be and why? Sarah Blakely, because not only is she a powerhouse billionaire entrepreneur, but she's also an incredible mom to, I believe, four. So yeah, Sarah Blakely of Spanx. That would be an interesting conversation. So good. So good. Now thinking about the phrase, if I knew then what I know now, what is one of the biggest takeaways or aha moments that you've had as a mom? Mm -hmm. If I knew everything then... Yeah, I know. Right? It's like, honestly, I think it's that because you know nothing coming into this role. And so, yeah, if I knew everything that I know now that I did not know then, <laughs> what decisions would I make? I don't know. It's so true. I think we all, I think, have an idea of what it will be like. And then there's what it the is. The reality, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. And then Before we wrap things up, I was just wondering if you had any final thoughts or words of wisdom for moms who are listening, who might be looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles. I would say 100% ask for help. Just ask for what you need, whether it's from your spouse or your family or your friends, your community, because it truly does take a village. So ask for what you need. That is a great way to wrap up our conversation. Anna, thank you so much for sharing your time and all your words of wisdom with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you and all the amazing things that you're up to, where are the best places to find you? For sure. Well, I will drop my new website once it launches. Um, But right now, personally, I'm on Instagram underscore Anna Lozano. And then our company website is lovepoweredcode.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, Anna. It was so nice to chat with you today. 
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together. 